Find the life you didn't think was possible with the Jesus you never knew. Together, let's slow down a little and pay better attention to the most significant person in history. Welcome to the podcast, Paying Ridiculous Attention to Jesus, with your hosts, Rick Lawrence and Becky Hodges, brought to you by Lifetree. Visit us at JesusCenteredLife.com. Hey, thank you so much for taking time to do this. I know you got like a cram schedule today, so. No problem. I appreciate it. What's extraordinary is like in one week's time, we've had two different churches, yours included, all of a sudden order almost 2,000 Jesus Bibles. And and one reason I wanted to talk to you was when somebody does that, I mean, that's extraordinary, but there's something there's something fundamentally kindred. Yeah. One of the beautiful things about what I do is because I have come from such a distinct point of view. Yeah. That when somebody says, I love that. I want more of that. I know a lot about them all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. They have a heart that values the things that I value. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit about what was it that captured you about this? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Yeah, so with our ministry, we have, you know, upwards in about 1,500 kids that we distribute new Bibles to whenever they join our ministry. And we've been using, you know, a teen life application Bible, the same Bible for years and years and years that we continue to distribute to all these kids and have found more and more the teen Bibles that are out there are really, really specific to like answering the really, you know, modern questions of of today, but it's oftentimes through a really culturally specific lens. So that's one thing that we've seen is, is your Bible then becomes really outdated because they're, you know, giving commentary, like the one we, we currently have, it's like comments about Will and Grace, like the this old TV show. And, you know, you, you're going to a, a party with your friends and they're watching rated R DVDs and all this stuff that it, it's becoming for our students that many of them have this Bible just becoming less and less relevant. So that's one of many things that we love about the Jesus centered Bible is that the content, like the additional stuff on top of your normal new living translation is timeless. It's timeless truths. Like you, ha- you know, all of the looking at things from the Jesus, uh, Jesus's point of view, hold on here, like the, the Jesus answers life's essential questions sections are uh, questions, but the way things are being posed are in timeless ways that, and so our heart would be, you know, a student, once they're leaving our ministry, that their Bible doesn't say teen all over it, that it's something that this is a Bible that they would take into their adulthood. And one thing we found about the Jesus Center Bible is, is it, it isn't specific to just youth or like youth culture, but it's ensuring the Bible itself is timeless in a lot of ways. But I also think too, we just loved that Christ was being pointed to in every front end, the back Jesus in, in the old Testament, Jesus in the new Testament was a critical, critical thing for us too. And one of the things we, we felt with, uh, you know, our, even our teaching and the way we're talking about our, the teaching content that we're putting together many years ago, we made the switch to, you know, calling our teaching Jesus centered teaching and not Bible centered. And so this, when this came out, it's like, Oh, that's in direct align with what we're already telling people. Why did, you, why did you do that, Kelly? Yeah, because, you know, if you're reading all texts, like it, looking at, the, at all texts through the Old Testament and New Testament, everything hinges on Jesus. And if we don't have an understanding of looking at the Old Testament through that lens or even the New Testament, it's you're completely missing the big picture of, of who God truly is. And, and also, I think 
more and more when you focus on teaching being Bible centered, then we can start to look to the Bible as though it's just like a rule book for life. Like just yeah. the, the right and the wrong. And this is, if you just follow this, the basic instructions before leaving earth, that whole concept, which it makes the Bible this thing that I think the writers of the Bible and all the text, it was never intended to be. It's intended to reveal to us what the heart of God is truly like. And in Old Testament, New Testament, all of it is centered on Christ. And if you're not looking at it from that vantage point, you're completely just missing the point of what the Bible is intended to be. So, yeah, you know, it's funny. I started out this conversation with you by saying that when you find somebody who is, has a kindred spirit about something, you know a lot about them. It's just so bizarre to me to hear some of these things come out of your mouth because there is, if you were in our team, yeah. the same things when we were creating the Bible, yep. because these are our concerns. These are our priorities. These are our ways of looking at things too. Yeah. And so we created a Bible that we would love to use with students and adults ourselves. Yeah, and sure. so a couple of things you said, I just want to ask you a, a quickly about, one is about this whole idea of relevance. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we are, we toy with a lot here is just how much relevance is thrown around in youth ministry. Yep. Uh, we, we've come to believe that relevance has very little to do with the culture and more to do with it does my is does my voice matter in this place? Yeah. Do I have relationships that are authentic in this yes. place? Yes. If those two things exist. Yep. Then this is relevant for me. Yep. No matter whether we play the right games, watch the right videos, listen to the right music, mm -hmm. that stuff all dissipates. So yep. you're nodding your head. So tell me what you 100%. think about that. No, I, I totally agree. And I, and I think that that is actually in conversations with students more and more, like that's the heart cry of what, what they're looking for. Um, just, I know in my, in my context, we launched at Hosanna, we launched a second campus three years ago and reaching a, a culture that's pretty, there's a lot of people that don't have much of a church background. So we're having kids engaging in a youth ministry that have never come to church really. And the number one thing we had them like right out, if you could dream and hope, what, what would you want this ministry to be as we're launching it? And the thing that they're saying is I want it to be a safe place where I'm known, I'm understood that people love me. I'm not bullied. You know, like it's the finding that relational connection, that safe place that they can, they can be in community with other believers and with other people. And yeah, so I think that for sure, that's a, that's a critical part of what kids are looking for in youth ministry, which, you know, that that's a whole other box to open up and talk <laughs> and speaking to the importance of small group leaders, you know, but creating a safe environment for kids. But yeah, I yeah. think they're not exactly that. They're not looking for the big fancy games, but the relevance is, is I, am I known? Am I loved here? And that, that my voice is heard that I, that I feel like I, this is a safe place that I can ask questions about God yeah. and, and not be judged for that and not feel torn down because I don't know certain things about the Bible, you know? So, and I think that what, what this text does with the, the Jesus centered Bible is it makes, it makes the Bible accessible, I think, and understanding the big picture of what it's all pointing to. So, you know, we just love like the old Testament, all of the references with the blue letters that are pointing to the story of Jesus and how this is relevant for it. So yeah, just every bit of it, we're trying to do everything, making it Jesus centered. And you, I think you probably heard me mention if, cause you sat in on my thing at, at the next mm -hmm. conference, but you, you probably have heard me mention this, but the, the, the idea here was to create a reading experience that naturally caused you to orbit around Jesus, no matter yeah. where you were. And the point of that, even relative to what you're just saying here is 
my experience with students, I have a small group that's been going on in my house for a long time. Mm-hmm. Our whole focus is on Jesus's heart. That's all yeah. we do. Yeah. Um, my experience is that when a kid is transformed by their relationship with Jesus, there is no higher relevance in their life than that. Yeah. If you've experienced your life change. Yep. In whatever context you were in when that happened, mm-hmm. it's the most relevant context in your life. Right. And right. it's funny how it feels to me like youth ministry, like the people of God throughout history, have kind of wandered away just mm-hmm. a little bit from that reality mm-hmm. and have misapplied what real relevance is. Mm-hmm. It kind of mis, mis, mistranslated what it really is. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to ask you about is you, you mentioned that this is actually a, this Bible started out as a project that we, we thought we were going to create a student Bible. Mm-hmm. Along the way, the whole organization said, hey, this isn't a student Bible, it's an anybody Bible. Yes. So it morphed in midstream from a student yep. Bible to an anybody Bible. But a lot of youth pastors are getting this Bible and having it um, available for their students. And relative to that, another thing that I found myself kind of saying to myself almost, mm-hmm. I don't do things that much differently with adults than I do with teenagers now. Yes. So tell me more about that, how you yep. relate to that. Well, I, I can just tell you right now, like when we, we first got, the, I, I, I've heard about the Bible and its production actually, because I'm, you know, a friend of Ken Caster. Yeah. So he was letting me know like, Hey, yeah, this yeah. is something we're working on. So I did know that there was, you know, that, that same idea that it was starting out maybe as a youth Bible. And then this isn't anybody Bible. But when I first got my hands on this, I mean, I was, I was carrying it around everywhere for me. It just, for me personally, ignited a new passion and just God's word, just reading it personally again. And, and so then even my dad, my dad is in his sixties. I'm like, dad, you got to get a copy of this. So he, he, we bought him like the black version and that black copy. My, my dad's a follower of Jesus for a long time, you know, and he's been completely loving it too. And I go, Hey, so dad, did you know, like this Bible actually was initially like a youth Bible, you know, and, and. And he's just like, I would never have guessed that, you know, so it's relevant for people of all ages. And I think that that's, that's pretty evident when you, when you look at it. And that, again, like I mentioned, we want, we want that kids are able to bring into their adulthood and still carry around, still use and feel like it's still relevant for their life. And I think all of the additional stuff that's been put in there, like life's basic questions, you're looking at each of the text through the Jesus Center lens, all of that is relevant to people and not just, not just students, but, you know. It's interesting too that to it's interesting that. too that in your ministry, so many kids have Bible on their smartphone, yes. but you're sort of prioritizing that they actually have a physical Bible. Why is yeah. that? Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. I feel like I don't have a really clear answer for. Other than I think that there's something powerful about just having a tangible physical Bible in front of you that you can underline, write in, and you know bring to retreats, bring places. We we are really hoping that by actually giving them a Bible that's going to be more relevant, that they will engage in it and bring it to church with them more. You know, so part of, I think, this movement towards the Jesus Center Bible is a hope that they'd engage with it, the physical Bible, more than they have been. Yeah. Um, so that's, a, that's one of our hopes and desires with this. That's good. So last yeah. question for you. So the, how do you actually integrate kids reading the Bible and what you normally do. So mm-hmm. you mentioned before some of the features of the previous Bible you were using. So right. how do you expect to integrate them with the kind of features this one has? And yeah. What you normally do? 
And that's something I think, to be honest with you, as a team right now, like we really need, we really need to have some further conversations as we're preparing for the fall is to figure out now that we're giving them this new Bible there, you know, there's this incredible reading plan in the back. How are we, how are we able to engage in it? I don't have a clear answer for you on that at this point, other than saying the book, the Bible that we've had, the one that we've had in the past has been like, this is so outdated and so irrelevant that we're not using it in that way. So I don't have a clear answer, but just to say that as we move towards it, we're hoping that we have more of an intentionality in how do we engage kids and using, using all the tools. And so what it's looked like now, you know, because they're not bringing their Bibles, we'll put Bible verses up on the screen, you know, like in a teaching. And so, okay, if you bring a Bible, let's not just put it on the screen, have you open it up and mark it in your Bible. That's one thing. And then as we send them off to small groups, you know, we'll we'll always have Bible verses and, that we're hoping to engage further in what they just heard that they can talk about in their small groups. So looking that up in their Bibles and having their small group leaders help them to find things in the Bible. Those are some things I can just tell you right now we probably hope to do, but I think there's a definitely a lot more room to chew on that. And that's great. A good strategy. <laughs> yeah. Our hope, you know, in doing this was that this would sort of function almost like a you know, this isn't going to sound goofy, but like uh, in Star Trek, they had a tractor beam, you know, it was invisible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it magnetized and drew people. Our hope is that as, as people read this, it's mm-hmm. just sort of this subtle magnetic pull that they have toward Jesus and yes. his heart. Because we at fundamentally what we believe is that people only give their lives to the heart of someone, not yes. to their ideas or their principles, yeah. but to the yeah. heart. Yeah. So what we hope happens as you do this in your ministry yeah. is that you start to see evidence of this magnetic pull toward yeah. the heart of Jesus as kids more and more use this. Yeah. If that happens, if you see evidence of that, yeah. I would love to hear it. Um, yeah. Cause we'd like to get even better at, at helping people learn how to, to take that Bible and create that kind of environment where that magnetizing is happening. Right. Right. So whatever feedback you can give us as, as you kind of move into this new era with this Bible, right. Since you have so many of them and so many kids using them, we I would love yeah. to hear what the impact has been as you go along. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Well, and and just another thought that I had too is, you know, in our as we we develop our teaching content for this next coming school year, we'll be intentional about this. But you know, we've always been like I mentioned the idea of being Bible centered. Now we're being Jesus centered. So we we developed like many series over the years. We had one for our middle schoolers called Where G- Where's Jesus, like in the Where's Waldo kind of style. But oh, like, yeah, Where's Jesus? And it's looking at Old Testament stories. Oh, yeah. Pointing to like, how does this reveal what, what the heart of God because it revealed to us in Christ. And so this, the, the, it's just, to me, it just feels like as a ministry and where we're going, like this is just a natural, like, yeah, that's that already. it's the Bible supporting what we're already doing, you know, like trying to really point to the heart of God revealed to us in Christ through scripture and that having that lens and everything where anytime we're looking at scripture, you know? Yeah. So anyway, well, that's great. You know, uh, Ken might've probably already told you this, but um, because that feature in the old Testament is something that he and I did together. Mm-hmm. And, I, and when we started it, we didn't know if this had ever been done before or anything. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how long it was going to take. And I said, Ken, why don't you come live at my house for a few days? I bet we can yeah. knock this out. I think he lived in my house for a total of five weeks. Yeah. yeah, it took a long time and it was a transforming experience for us to, to do this. Yeah. And, and in the midst of it, we learned that nobody had ever done it before. 
Yep. So that's the only time in a Bible that, that just points to Jesus all throughout the Old Testament. And yep. so what's exciting about this is, to, to me, is you're already, what you just said, that mm -hmm. this already merges into this kind of focus and passion you already have. Yeah. And I, I believe that that focus and passion is what really truly does lead to transformation. Yeah. yeah. Bible-centered approach. I so resonate with what you just said about that, that it's not like we intend it to be this way, but it, it shifts the focus slightly to living your life by principles and disciplines right. instead right. of living your life in the heart of Jesus. And yep. Yep. It, it's, it sounds like we want to, what we want to do, right. but it doesn't have this much transformational impact. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And, and I would say too, with that, especially knowing young people, at least in our culture that we minister to here, and I don't know if this is across the world, the country, but there is so much pressure on young people to perform and like to just do, and they're, they're overcommitted to so many things and so many activities. And so it can feel at times for a lot of kids, like church is just one more like activity thing that they're doing. And, and so if we can, if we can engage kids in like coming to a personal relationship with Jesus, knowing the person of Jesus, that allowing him to transform you that all the pressure you know, that becomes much less because I'm okay. Like God loves me just as I am. And I think it's a text that supports that mission and vision is hundred percent what we're about. So wow, well, it's an honor to, to connect with you again. Thank you so much for doing this. And mm -hmm. it's, I'm just thrilled that, that you've done this because everything you're saying is exactly why we created this Bible. the yeah. way. It was. So, so thank awesome. you. That's a gift.